This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, July 19th. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jerem Jordan, teamed up with a guy who just got his BYU gold card in the mail, Jason Shepard. I have questions about this. For okay. those that did not see this over the weekend, there was a, a BYU fan. His name is uh, Dow Hunt, and he, he showed off his brand new BYU gold card. Look so at this that, thing. That is very, very nice looking. But my question wow. is, it's just a normal credit card he designed to look like that, Correct. Well, it could be chip in it. That's what. It, well, but all credit cards have a chip now, right? So, so, so it is it like just one. like a normal Visa or a Mastercard or an American Express that he has then gone and customized, Can like plated it? So that feels like a slippery slope. But that's clearly, clearly he's done it. Because I'm like, cool. or is it is it a is it a Nike credit card? Hey, if there's a Nike credit card, <laughs> I'm signing up, man. That sounds. It's like, very very amazing. cool, but I have questions in terms of what it actually is. Yeah. Yeah, Either way, it's very, it's like, very cool. Is it going to work somewhere? <laughs> yeah, does, yeah, it, like, does it work or is it just for show? Yeah, yeah, good question. Okay, here's your show lineup. Uh, how many gold cards can Jason get approved for at the mall today? <laughs> Expectations for BYU Nobody football. goes to the mall anymore. <laughs> Do you remember the thing about Luke Staley selling <laughs> cell phones after he graduated? Right. Yeah. I don't even know if that's true, but that makes me laugh. Uh, love Luke Staley, the GOAT. More on that coming up in the show. Seriously, absolutely. There's going to be Luke Staley coming up in the show later. Build your squad. Okay, uh, Arizona preview day. Let's go. We're going to talk about expectations in the opener. What's going on with the Wildcats? Why this will be a win for BYU. (laughs) Dana Cooper, the radio sideline reporter, will join us as well to preview the matchup. Award watch list season is upon us. Today's uh, day one, so we'll tell you which BYU player is on the Player of the Year award. Maybe even having a breakout season on an award list. Okay. And the possible BYU connection between the Giannis Antetokounmpo quote that went viral on Friday. We'll tell you. But first, let's serve up some headlines. According to Pick 6 Previews, which ranked all 66 P5 schools, which, by the way, did include BYU and Notre Dame. We're included. Can we just actually be included? Not in that order, but yes. That would be cool. Uh, The Cougars ranked 7th in player development, which is really cool. Eighth in win conversion. Pick six gives BYU football an overall preseason ranking of 32. Also, as Jerem mentioned, BYU running back Tyler Algier is one of 80 on the watch list for the Maxwell Award given to college football's player of the year. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Men's basketball MT Diamond Head Classic in Honolulu has the matchups out now. The Cougars play South Florida on December 22nd, then either Vanderbilt or host Hawaii the next day. Then the third game, potentially the title game, is on Christmas Day. So three games around Christmas time for the Cougars. Brandon Averett signing on with AEL Lamassel, a professional team in Cyprus. That's, uh, by the way, a small island in the Mediterranean, if you were wondering where that was geographically. If you followed the travels of Paul, you know where Cyprus is. I'm just saying there may be people that don't know where that's at. The uh, former Cougar Hoopster also participating in the basketball tournament. He's part of the Stillwater Stars. He had the assist that led to a massive comeback. 20-something plus comeback uh, the other day. TBT. Yeah, if Jimmer's not in, we're not paying attention as much. But yeah, Brandon why, why is Jimmer in. not in that this year? I don't know. It's good. We got the trick shots? Text Jimmer. Why are you not in the team? 
Elijah Bryant, the Milwaukee Bucks, beat the Phoenix Suns 123-119 Saturday night to lead the Series 3-2. What an iconic play from Giannis and Drew Holiday. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. Great steal. Crazy. The oop. Game 6 is tomorrow night. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Elijah Bryant looks to join Greg Kite and Danny Ainge as the only BYU players to ever win NBA titles. Both happened with the Boston Celtics in 1984 and 1986. I didn't really know this until looking it up this morning, that only those two guys have won titles in the NBA. There have been some ABA titles from former BYU right. players, but not NBA. Is there something about green? Because you've got the Celtic Maybe green, green bro. the Milwaukee Bucks green, okay. something about former Cougars. Making that in green. green. Absolutely. That's right. I know exactly what you're saying. Speaking of former Cougars, Ashley Hatch was named the NWSL Player of the Week after scoring two goals for the Washington Spirit in a win over the North Carolina Courage, which I believe is actually the team that drafted her, so over her former team. Yep. There you go. Former team. Yep. Former Cougar Spencer Dunaway is playing in the semifinal of the Utah State Amateur. I feel like I I have to say amateur if it's uh, golf. Against Utah Ute Martin Leon. So it should be a fun BYU-Utah matchup. The Utah Warriors beat the L.A. Giltinis 34-29 to close out the Major League Rugby, rugby regular season. Former Cougars Josh Whippy, Matt Jensen, and Calvin, Calvin Whiting were in the first 15. Two teams meet up again Sunday in the Western Conference Championship. Looking forward to that. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, our opponent previews continue throughout the summer, pre-fall camp. Try and get as many of these in, and maybe into fall camp. Uh, we've talked about a couple of teams so far. We talk about Arizona Wildcats today, which BYU plays in how many days again? Countdown to the Wildcats. 47. Oh, we, I was going to do it differently. What do you want to do? I was going to say 47 days. Oh, a little syncopation. Hit it! <laughs> Which one are we going to do? Countdown to okay. the Wildcats. 47 days. Okay, as long as we're in sync, what, right? what did you say? Four, 40, 47. Yeah, mine was way better. Yes, it was. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're playing it again. Okay, cool. All right, uh, BYU and Arizona in Las Vegas. Obviously, we know Arizona is the first game. It's a team we've talked about a lot. But how do you expect this game to play out? Um, I expect BYU. Oh, you shot on July 9th. I was going to say, I expect BYU to win handily. Back to you, Jerem. No. <laughs> that, that, <I laughs> honestly, agree. honestly. I agree. The, BYU should win this game handily. What does they're, that mean? They're, 13, 17 plus. At, at least, I mean, they're favored. What, the line right now is. Like 11? Yeah, 11 or, or 12 is, is what I remembered it being. I think that's at least 10. At least 10. Yeah, two scores. But I, I think BYU could very easily have one of those games where they come out of the gate fast in the first quarter, jump out to a major lead. Like, honestly, BYU could come out and score 21 points in the first quarter and just completely put Arizona away. Now, I realize Arizona's defense, they've got, they've got a guy that's called his, – his nickname is Dr. Blitz – they're, they're the defensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator, Tom Brown. Brown. Yeah. Yep. So he, he is a guy that loves to put pressure on the opposition. So that's certainly something BYU is going to have to be prepared for. But you're going up against a team that has a brand new head coach. They're still trying to implement their system. Anytime you're going against a team like that, for a team, even though you're bringing in a new quarterback and, and you have you know, lost some weapons, we know all the things that BYU lost from last year's team. Even with that said, BYU comes in with much more proven 
ability on both sides of the football. I, I, I just think going against a team that is, is in disarray right now, they're trying to right the ship. It's not a team that's expected to do much in terms of overall wins the entire season. This is a, this is a game BYU should win handily. I agree. Um, there's a lot of reasons for that. I'll outline more on, on that point in a second. But in terms of scoring a bunch of points in the opener, it's pretty rare for BYU just to blow out a team in the opener with a ton of points. Um, last year's the exception. Uh, Navy, 55-3. That was incredible. The year before that, a very good Utah team that's ranked as high as five that year. BYU scores 12. At Arizona, 28-23. Um, Portland State, 20-6. That's 2017 abomination. Arizona, 18-16. First, time, first game for Ty Detmer's the OC. Blah, blah, blah. At Nebraska, you have to throw to Hail Mary to get into the 30s. Connecticut stinks, 35 points. So, I'm yeah, I'm hoping BYU gets into the 30s. I think high... For I th- a total score? I think high 20s will do it. I don't think Arizona's offense... Oh, I, I agree. Well, that will do run. it, absolutely. Arizona has a new head coach, as you mentioned, in Jed Fish, a brand new OCDC, um, a, almost ACDC, that was close, uh, a quarterback battle themselves, right? They have a running back in Michael Wiley who averaged 7.2 yards carry in the five games played last year. Oh, by the way, Arizona 0-5. But yes, this is a warm-up game for Arizona, not to win, but just to like have a game with the staff. Obviously, they want to win the game. BYU's much more talented, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I'm not threatened by Arizona hardly at all. Right. They are trying to rebuild that program. And honestly, Arizona's had a year or two where they've been good here and there, but Six straight years without an eight-plus wins. They've not been good recently, right? Um, it's in Vegas. BYU's going to have a ton of fans there. There's a ton of juice coming off of what happened last year for BYU. I don't see in any way, shape, or form Arizona pulling off the upset. Well, that's when upsets happen, when people say so. Yeah, you cannot take at, them lightly. At you, cold takes. Yes. Uh, freezing cold takes on that one. But BYU is the better team. And that's, that's, that is nobody is going to disagree with that argument that BYU is the better team. And so that, that's what I look at a matchup like this, and we always hear coaches and players say, it's more about us and what we do than worrying about the opposition. I can't think of a better example of a game like that than this. If BYU right. does what it can do, good luck, Arizona. And there are some things in BYU's corner. You have the – like, yes, Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos are gone. Jeff Grimes was the offensive coordinator, um, but Aaron Roderick was the play caller. You keep that guy. Maybe he even impresses upon the offense even more of his influence because of this. Fessy's Sataki is elevated in this. Obviously, it's it's a uh, you know, new offensive line situation for BYU with a coach and three new starters, but BYU feels good about both. Um, but this, there's just too many skill position players for BYU not to feel like it's going to score in the high 20s, low 30s in this game. And that will be plenty against an Arizona team that doesn't know who the quarterback is, has a brand new OC. Jed Fish is... Perhaps he's calling the plays. We'll see if it's uh, you know uh, Brennan Carroll, the son of Pete Carroll, uh, from coming from the Seahawks. So I I just feel like in that place against that team with that group, I feel like BYU is going to handle its business well, and it's going to be a one and O versus a one and O matchup in Week Two against Utah. The way I look at this season, and and typically I certainly don't want to say it has no bearing, but do, I, do it. But sometimes I, I want to downplay the momentum from one season to the next because there's such same, yep because there, there's so much time in between. No team is always the same. There, there's there are enough differences that while yes I understand that you you can you can have momentum from one to the next. Sometimes I downplay that. 
I'm not doing that as much this year because I really do think BYU's season last year, I think could really from a from a a motivational standpoint and a, a and a confidence yes. standpoint. Yes. I really think it pays dividends this year with this group. I really do. I do. I think their ROI, the return on investment, was extremely high for BYU playing the schedule it played. Hey, we can do this. Yes. Like, yes, there were no power fives on it, but BYU played so if the schedule stunk so bad, why did BYU have the second pick and 12 guys in the NFL? BYU showed out, even against the bad competition. At the end of the day, you just need to perform against who's in front of you. The football team does not decide who it plays. Last year, a pandemic decided who BYU played. And Tom Homo lined that up. Now Tom Homo decides who BYU plays in its best interest, in his opinion, right? So now... There's Arizona. But this is a team BYU's beaten a bunch. Like 2018 in Tucson, season opener, a win. 2016 in Phoenix, last second field goal by Jake Oldroyd. That was, honestly, BYU didn't even play very well and still won um, in the first game under tight end. BYU was real conservative on offense. 2008, that's in the Vegas Bowl. Arizona wins that game. I'm not going to talk about who is motivated or not. It doesn't matter. BYU lost. 07. BYU wins the season opener, 2006. Season opener, lost by three in Tucson. BYU coughs it up a couple times, and that cost them the game. Then they go on a 10-game win streak to finish the season after one and two start. This is a team BYU beats. This is a team in the regular season, the last three, BYU's won the game. I expect that to happen. You do too. I think all of Cougar Nation does. Um, if you don't weigh in, tell us why, because I'd love to hear why. Our question of the day, what are your expectations for BYU football in the season opener? Let's hear from you in the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Roberts underscore MN on Twitter. A dominating performance in all facets of the game. Well, at least your expectations are low. As you remind us frequently, Arizona is simply not very good. They, they are not. They are not expected to reach the three-win mark. That's means BYU should crush this team. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. I And... This will be a gauge, and let's, let's be honest. The players don't look ahead, but we can look ahead. Utah's sitting the next week. Yes. This is, in theory, a classic trap game, but because it's the season opener, there's so much talk of Arizona. There's countdowns in the locker room and the, uh, you know, the offices to Arizona. It doesn't say Utah. It says Arizona. So Arizona's top of mind, right? And then Utah after that. So we'll see. At Jared underscore Buckeye underscore call on Instagram. Obviously a win, but I also want to be comfortable with our quarterback decision. Whoever starts can't have a shaky game to lead into Utah week. Utah, Y-E-W, of course. Of course. I, we, we will overanalyze, of course, no matter what happens in every game, but especially the Arizona game because you want that dude to be prepared against Utah. The worst thing that could possibly happen in the Utah game, barring injury, knock on wood if you're superstitious, is a poor performance in a win against Arizona. Because then you're going, oh, wait, because then, by the quarterback, whoever right. it is, going, oh, well, Utah's defense is usually good, so can we not throw three pick sixes or what? Because that's the hope, right? Utah has taken advantage of turnovers. So maybe that's one thing we look at in the Arizona game, Jason, is does BYU take care of the football? Because if you take care of the ball against Utah, you got a shot. That's been the determining factor in so many games in this rivalry. It's been the turnovers. And, and Utah, even when BYU was yes. plus three in 2016, still lost. yes. It's pretty remarkable that that's the way you, that played out. You had six takeaways in the last second. It's just, it's just incredible. <sighs> so thanks, thanks for that. Take care of the ball. Yes. 
and you get, get the have- win, look good, move on to Utah, and let's start number one. How about that? Start number one? Yeah. Ranked number one? No. I'm just kidding. Getting the win. Yes. Start one and all. Let's go. All right. Coming up, how many emojis are too many for one single tweet? This is a great question that I think we all need to ask ourselves. And we continue our Arizona preview with sideline reporter Dana Cooper. What does Arizona bring to the table this year? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, Jerem Jordan, hey, that's you, talks with former Cougar All-American rugby player Kimball Kerr about life after BYU, including being the CEO of the Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. Listen to the show on the BYU Radio app and where podcasts are found. Go from aspiring walk-on wrestler to the CEO <laughs> of a pro sports team is pretty cool. That's, that's your journey as well. <laughs> Same thing. Minus the wrestling and CEO parts. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jeremy Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. We continue our preview of the Arizona Wildcats. Very excited about the season opener in Las Vegas. To do so, let's bring in Dana Cooper, the sideline reporter for the Arizona Wildcat Network on 1290 AM, also simulcast on 107.5 FM. And Dana, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's good to be with you. Great to be with you as well. And uh, we're stoked about the matchup. We've done this a few times with Arizona and BYU, 2016 and 18 and 07, I want to say. So we've been here before, but this one feels a little different, obviously, coming out of COVID, a new head coach in the case of Jed Fish, although it was Kalani Sitake's first game way back in 2016. And now in Las Vegas in Allegiant Stadium. So there's a lot to be excited about in this one. Yeah, there really is. And of course, for Arizona, uh, the, the last five or six months have been really tumultuous with the dismissal of Kevin Sumlin and the new coaching staff coming in and watching how Coach Fish so rapidly put that staff together. Um, and the way he has turned the culture of the program. Now, he hasn't coached the game yet by his own admission. He hasn't won a game. He hasn't lost a game. But he had to do what he's been doing, and that is to turn around the feeling inside the program the perception of the program from the outside. And it was a real steep uphill climb for those first three or four months. But I think he has done a marvelous job of embracing the community and basing the tradition of Wildcat football from the past and really changing the public perception and attitude about the program. So those were foundational things that he had to do first. And I think he scored pretty high on those marks. Well, and Dana, that's a perfect segue to what I wanted to ask. In terms of the fan base and alumni, are they still taking a wait-and-see approach in terms of how it plays out on the field? Or, like you said, has Coach Fish, has he got everybody on board? Well, he's not think he has everybody on board yet. Uh, that, that will take, I, I think, it probably take a couple of seasons and a progression in the number of, of wins. But let, let me take you back to the press conference where he was announced. Let's put it this way. Arizona did not win that press conference. And I was watching the uh, chat bar on the side during the announcements. And, and, guys, it was brutal. A lot of people calling for the president and the athletic director's head. Who is this guy? I can't believe this. We didn't get a wildcat. It was really, really bad. Uh, we just didn't know anything about Jed Fish. But then, as I said earlier, in very short order, he began doing some, not just saying things, but he began doing things and backing up his talk with some really substantial action. And um, the way he embraced 
the University of Arizona football tradition. He quickly went out and got Rob Gronkowski and Teddy Bruschi involved. He gave a very meaningful tribute to uh, Dick Tomey, the winningest coach in the University of Arizona football uh, history. Uh, and he managed to save some kids who had gone into the transfer portal. And then his embrace of the football alumni was really special to watch. At the spring game, over 200 former Arizona players came back to be around the weekend activities, much of which were focused on them. And they did that because the word got out that Jed Fish is serious about involving us in the program. So as the public saw that, felt that, heard that, I think a lot of those naysayers, they at least went neutral. But a lot of people really got on board and said, you know, this guy's committed. Um, he wants to win. He's doing it the right way. And, and we're going to support him. So he's got a ways to go by his own admission, but he sure has come a long ways. Sounds like a good PR save because the pendulum swings with the new head coach, it would seem, where it's like, nope, we're going to do things a little differently to let's go back to the old ways and involve everybody. So well done by him. We had him on the show. We enjoyed our conversation. Okay, so in terms of the on-the-field product, obviously a new head coach, uh, you know, Brendan Carroll coming in as the offensive coordinator. I'm a Seahawks guy, so Pete Carroll's son. And then Don Brown's been incredible at Michigan the last several years, yeah. including, you know, number two in scoring defense in 2016, always top 25. So how, much, how differently do you expect this product to be on the field and how quickly? Well, the, you know, Jed Fish is probably going to be calling the plays himself. And, and I, don't, I don't know that – spring ball certainly gave him a, a, a good overview of what he has to work with. I don't think we know quite yet what he's going to do. Um, most guesses are that it'll look something like a pro-style offense, giving, given his uh, background. Um, and, and it's going to take a while. We've got to get this other quarterback, Jordan McLeod, into the system. And I, I think he probably has the nod for the starting job just because of his live experience over the two seasons at South Florida. Um, and then on the defensive side, Don Brown, uh, this guy's a, I mean, he's a mad Dr. Blitz. That's, that's his nickname. And he has told these guys, if you don't run full speed to the ball, you're not going to play for me. So uh, it's going to be really interesting. This will be a little bit like, you know, maybe some Russian roulette or something because he's a blitz heavy guy, very aggressive. And that means some guys on the outside are going to have to be really good. You may see Arizona, you probably will see Arizona giving up some big plays, some long plays. But I think you're going to see the quarterback on the ground a lot from Don Brown as well. So um, we've got a ways to go yet, but uh, it's just going to be really interesting to see what evolves and how it evolves. Back to the offense, and I've been reading a lot about Arizona, and some of the things that have come out is uh, they probably will have the quarterback under center more than what Arizona has had in the past, but certainly much more of an emphasis on the ground game. And certainly why wouldn't you, when you've got a guy like Michael Wiley averaging 7.2 yards, you've got the Northwestern transfer in, how much more um, aware of the ground game is this offense going to be and how much more will they rely on that? Yeah, how much more than, I don't know, because as you guys know, that Arizona pretty much has lived by the ground game for a long, long time. Led the Pac-12 in rushing most of the last four or five years. And uh, the configuration is a little bit different, but getting Bam Smith back into the rotation after he sat out last year uh, of COVID concerns, and then Michael Wiley, those two guys, along with the Northwestern transfer the question, of course, is the offensive line. Those guys have got a block for whoever's in the in the backfield. And there were 
There are a lot of guys who have started games in the offensive line, but in large part, that is because there were so many injuries on the offensive line. So the guys that were being pressed into action weren't necessarily your first or second string guys. But there's two or three pretty solid starters up there, Josh McCauley and Donovan Leah. So um, the, what they can do in the ground game will obviously depend upon the success of the offensive line to open some holes. And we don't have that, um, that run-pass option that read option that we uh, Arizona lived by for, you know, so many years with, with Khalil Tate. So it's going to be a little bit more traditional, I think. We're talking to Dana Cooper, the radio sideline reporter on the Arizona Wildcat Network, ahead of BYU in Arizona coming up in September in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. What do you think of the matchup, uh, not only in Vegas, but against BYU to start the season? Well, I wish I knew more about the Cougars. Uh, all I know is that Butch mascot can cut a rug. That guy is an awesome dancer. So that's my <laughs> first concern to see whether Wilbur the Wildcat can hang with uh, Butch the Cougar. I, I don't know. My my daughter was pretty excited when she heard that I was be talking to BYU football. She wants to know if you can get me Butch's autograph for her. So, um, I, I, again, I just don't know enough about BYU football to give you an educated guess about the key matchups. And I suspect for you know Arizona, it's just going to be about doing what they can do and executing their their game plan. This is a first game for a, a brand new coaching staff. A lot of young guys who have come into the portal and mixing that in with the returning starters. So. I think the key thing is how much of the offense will they implement in those first in that first game, the first couple of games, and how will Arizona respond to going on the road? It's a neutral site game, but going on the road. And, and you know the BYU fans are going to show up. It's a fairly easy drive from Tucson, so we hope that Tucson fans are there as, as well. And then uh, seeing who comes out of the huddle at quarterback. We'll know before that game, but that whoever it is, that's going to be either Jordan McLeod, I think, or Gunnar Cruz. That's their first Pac-12 experience right there. And seeing how they respond under those bright lights in that setting, is that'll be a key to the game. Dana, I realize there's still a lot of questions to be answered, but do you have an idea going into this season in terms of what what's realistically possible for this team in terms of number of wins? Yeah, well... Depending upon what you read, the over-under right now is about two and a half. Um, So you look at uh, our first three games are going to tell the story. Um, BYU, the Cougars, I think, obviously are going to be favored. Then we've got San Diego State. They've been a pretty good program recently. Then we've got Northern Arizona at home. There are no ever gimme wins on the schedule, but we've beaten the Lumberjacks decisively for as long as we've been playing them. And then I don't know, maybe where's the other, maybe Colorado. Um, You just look at one of the other teams in the Pac-12 South that's on the bottom half as we are. So that two and a half, three wins, that might be initially uh, a realistic number. But if Arizona can get untracked and if they can gel and show some promise in those first three or four games, then maybe you're looking at four or five wins. I'll tell you this, that our play-by-play guy was talking to Don Brown, and somehow just the subject of bowl games came up, and Don Brown's eyes got real big, and he says, bowl game? You're darn right we're going to a bowl. Now, that's a little bit of his mentality, and that's what you want to hear out of your defensive coordinator, but um, I I think that's at play as well. And Don Brown knows how to turn things around. 
Um, and nobody wants to win more than the coaching staff. And I think these players have begun to get a sense that the change in the culture and the change in the mentality and the change in the way the coaching staff embraces the players and builds into them, not just as football players, but as men also. There's a lot of those good things going on. I think all of that could lift them to maybe another win or win and a half or possibly two wins. So I think the best case scenario would probably be five wins. Realistically, somewhere between that over-under two and a half and maybe five. Hey, if you go, if the over-under is two and a half and you get five, that's pretty good. Um, when I think, that's 100% improvement. Right? When I think of a bowl yeah. game in Arizona, I think of the 2008 Vegas Bowl, the last time these two teams met in a bowl game, and it was in Vegas. So if you're an Arizona fan, you're going, let's summon the Willie Tui Tama vibes from 08. If you're BYU, you're like Jake Oldroyd's neon cleat vibes from 2016. So we'll see what happens. It'll be fun. But I know this. On November 13th against Utah, for Arizona, all BYU fans will be rooting for the Wildcats. Yes. Don't you worry. Thank, yes. you. Thank, you very, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, Dana, we appreciate the time, and we look forward to the matchup in, uh, in Vegas in early September. It's going to be an awesome one. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to see you. Okay, that's Dana Cooper here on BYU Sports Nation. I'm interested to see what Arizona puts out as well, because obviously expectations are not high. BYU's going to be favored in this game, and uh, it's a game that certainly BYU can win. It's one of those Power yeah. 5 games where you go, okay, BYU can win that game. Yet, Arizona in its past has nipped BYU right. in 06 and 11 and 2 team. And, but those teams were better than I think what this team It is, is really if you think about it. Now, again, like you said, anything can happen. But you do go into it thinking it's the best of both worlds. You get to open yep. up against a P5 team, and it's a game you should win, and you're favored by double digits. Yes. Uh, Dana, by the way, was confusing the Washington State uh, mascot, Butch. Uh, Cougar with Cosmo, but he knew that Cosmo could dance. Yes. So we're going to give him the point. Yes, he gets the knowing. point. He gets the point. Name was off a little or bit. All good. Half a point? Like a, like a, like an assist? Up, we're okay, we're going to round up. That's yep. fine. We're going to round up. That's fine. All right, coming up, a men's hoops edition of What's the Chance? And who makes our all-time BYU football skills position squad? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. He is Jason. I am Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, look at uh, Tyler Algier on the match. Breakout player. Against North Alabama live on BYU TV. That was a great day. Let's whip it. It's time. Cook Whip Round is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Our BYU TV Sports social media account posted this build your squad graphic yep. over the weekend. It was all the rage on the Twitter it and was. social media. Great engagement. So who is your squad? We're going to put this up. You can see this now. Jeremy, uh, build your squad, please. Okay, so you pick one quarterback, one running back, two receivers, and one tight end. Yes. I know among the tight ends it's not Dennis Pitt. I, I knew because... Any of those. Yeah. Okay, quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm a Jim McMahon guy, I really am. Running. You, you can still pick him. Running back, Luke Staley. What? Wide receiver. Did you steal my, my, my squad? I go Collie and Hoffman. Those are my two. Okay. And, and no tight end? Anybody but Dennis. But you got to pick one. No, I don't. Clay, right. Clay Brown. Okay, all right. Uh, my quarterback is going to be one James McMahon. My running back, Luke Staley. One wide receiver, Austin Collie. The other, Eric Drage. Nice. And then my tight end. I'm going with the best tight end in BYU his- history. That would be one Dennis Pitta. Quite the, uh, so that is my there. squad. 
I don't even know why Dennis made this, honestly. Like, yeah. I'm in charge of our social team. I should have eliminated him. My bad. BYU Football posted an image uh, of its new alumni locker room. You like? Uh, I love it. I, I got to see this before the panels were put up. So I got to see yeah. the, the, what it looked like and the, uh, the layout of it. And now to see it with these panels on it is unbelievable. Everything about the renovations that BYU football has done with the locker room, with the alumni law, everything has been spot on. It is phenomenal. I think these are like the other player displays as well where they're magnetic. Yes, you can take these up. They're interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. so that if a guy's in town, because, you know, they wish they had enough for all the NFL guys. It's getting to the point where there's Yes, that's a good many, problem to have. Right? Which is great. All right, which of the pick six rankings, which we mentioned in our headlines uh, for BYU football, stands out to you the most? And let's just go over some of these. Seventh in player development, eighth in win conversion, fifth in game grader, and there's a lot going into that, uh, and then 32nd overall uh, in terms of preseason rankings. Which of those stands out to you the most? 32nd stands out because that's a nice spot to start. If BYU happens to win the first right. two games, you'd climb into the top 25 if that was the case. Uh, we'll see with the AP preseason poll. But I do like the player development the most. I think that really matters, especially because BYU is typically in the 50s and 60s in recruiting rankings. But if BYU finishes top 20, 30, or 40, that means you develop those players effectively, which I think BYU does a nice job of. For me, it is the seventh in player development. That's the one above anything else that stands out for the reasons that you just mentioned. That's re- recruiting's the lifeblood, but it's what you do with those recruits once they're here. And if you have a good player development program, that is a game changer. And clearly, BYU is getting the the attaboys for for doing a good job with the players that come into the program. You already just put a three star as the second pick in the draft. Right. BYU just put a two-star as a third-rounder. BYU just had a walk-on as a seventh-rounder. Chris Wilcox, how many stars did he have? One or two? Like, I don't think he was a three-star guy. So the player development there is really important. And listen, it's BYU. It's, u- it's a unique place. Yes. But what, what stands out about BYU is its ability to have great culture, great people who work hard, good coaches, um, you know, BYU doesn't have, they're getting better, but the top-notch facilities or the top-notch salaries to pay said but, coaches. But, but, when, when, but you're, when you develop yes. those guys, you win. When you're, when you're in the recruiting process, what does a player, what does a player's parent want to know? What are you oh, going the, to do those for... Those are two different questions. Okay, but what are you going to do for my player or what are you going to do for me when I come into the program? How are you going to develop me? Yes. That's a question they all ask. Yes. And this is the, a great sign for BYU. Because the player wants to make the NFL, the parents want them to also make the NFL, but yes. also have a great experience. Right. And Get an education. Kids aren't thinking necessarily about what if football doesn't work out for me or what happens after football. Yeah. And I think Built for, uh, Built for, life, for life helps with that. I, yeah, this is, this is great, obviously. Giannis Antetokounmpo said the following in a press conference Friday. This went viral. When you focus on the past, that's your ego. When I focus on the future, it's my pride. I, I kind of like try to focus in the moment and in the present, and that's humility. The reason we're bringing this up is because we know that Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of the mental strength coaches he has, is BYU's athletic mental strength coach, Dr. Craig Manning. Perhaps Greg Manning has shared something like this that influenced or was directly a quote for Giannis. Who knows? But 
What do you think of the possible connection with Giannis Antetokounmpo and BYU? It's pretty cool. It's really cool when you think about the guy that is working with Giannis Antetokounmpo is also working with the athletes here on campus. Yep. And not just a few athletes. He works with all of the athletes on campus. So that's, that is a really cool tie-in. And I love the quote from Giannis. It's hard not to like Giannis. Yes. Um, you know, even as a uh, Suns Suns fans uh, can attest, probably. Very likable guy, obviously. Uh, you know, uh, some immigration there from Africa previously to Greece. The Greek freak. He's worked hard. He airballs free throws. Like, but he doesn't care. He's like, I have no ego. I am still going to work hard. And now look, they're one game away from winning the NBA title. Did you happen to listen to the Woj pod? No. The, the, it was the three-part series about Giannis and his journey. No, I had I not. I had not listened to it. But on our drive to Denver a couple weeks ago, yes. I had downloaded, listened what's, to all what's three. The story? Well, the, the story is essentially that he, you know, came from nowhere. But his his family. He was, they said, like, you have an opportunity here. It's like, well, you need to go to this team. And this was, this was when he was still very, very young before he came to the, to the, to the league, obviously. But, you know, there was going to be financial situation that was going to improve for him. He was not willing to go anywhere if they didn't bring his family. He's like, if, if, and his motto growing up, if my brothers don't eat, I don't eat. They kept his tell- brother's literally yes. in the NBA and on the Bucks too? Uh, one of his brothers is on the yeah. buck. Yeah. On the bucks. So it, it's a phenomenal it's a phenomenal podcast that I listen to, which made me like Giannis even more. Hard not to like him. Yes. All right. We mentioned this in our tease a little bit ago. Uh, how many emojis are too many for a single tweet? Uh, BYU basketball assistant coach uh, Chris Burgess said Salt Lake City and then the plane emoji flying to Augusta, Georgia, taking uh, the red yeah the red eye to evaluate the peach because Georgia, Georgia. is the peach state well, let's hope. basketball and then the Shaka Y yeah two Shakas so we're, go- we're going seven emojis yeah and so Gavin Baxter <laughs> responded <laughs> relax with the emojis <laughs> so how many emojis is too many for one single tweet oh I don't know I don't are there is there a limit I don't think there's a I don't know that there's a limit it depends on the content but Gavin, you know, he's he's hip that way. He's like, hey, seven's too many, Chris. I'm sorry. Look, I, I don't use a ton of emojis, but where I probably need to start drawing the line is exclamation points. I love oh, the exclamation points. Like how many do you throw in? Oh, well, minimum of like three or four. Oh, if you go exclamation point and it's you can't go two, you have to go three plus. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone understands that. That's right? that's the only one that I really probably have an issue with is two exclamation points. Two looks like a points. mistake. Well, gotta, Who does like you gotta go or you do the dot dot dot? If somebody goes dot dot, it's like we well, didn't finish that. I don't want to call anybody out, but in our script sometimes there's just dot dot. It's weird. And it bugs it's weird. The heck out of me. It is weird. It really does. Give me the third dot for the ellipses. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't feel strongly about it. That's a good news. All right. Coming up, our rise and shout out. Dot dot dot. I'm looking at it right here. <laughs> and a hoops edition of what's the chance? What's the chance? Hmm. What's the chance there will be three dots moving forward in this script? It's called an ellipses. This is BYU Sports Nation. She's at the gym this morning. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Catch the latest BYUSN right now with Kiki Solano. It's BYU Sports with a social media twist. Catch the latest episodes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Yeah, she's got... Uh, some monsters in the last one playing off of the new Space Jam film, which mm-hmm. you watched. I did. Weekend, I believe it's a new legacy. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Oh, 
Okay. Just Space Jam 2? They couldn't do that? No, no, no. Different that's, studios? It's, it's not. No, it's the same. Oh. They just, they just wanted to, you Space know. Jam with LeBron. <laughs> Space Jam with LeBron instead of Michael Jordan. Are there, two. Any, are there any BYU connections in the second one? Because there no, were two in the No, Sean first Bradley one. was not in this one. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, that's, Danny. that's did not see Danny. No I Jimmer. loved seeing. I thought Jimmer in this one would have been amazing. I really did. Put him on the Monstars as just this shooter. Just I loved seeing everything. Sean Bradley in the original one. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that was great. Shout out to Sean, of course. Absolutely, shout out to Sean Bradley. Struck, uh, you know, paralyzed a couple months ago. So thinking about Sean always. Okay, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Speaking of men's hoops, little off season edition of What's the Chance right now, presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Do we? Oh, we have a little What's the Chance something, don't we? Do we? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? The chance is 100% we're about to play, so let's go. Okay, number one. ESPN says BYU is the team to beat at the Diamond Head Classic around Christmas time. Taking on South Florida, then Vanderbilt or Hawaii, and then we'll see after that. What's the chance BYU Hoops wins that the Diamond Head Classic? Um, 85 plus. That high. Look, you mentioned some of the teams. South Florida, Vandy, Hawaii, Liberty, uh, Northern Iowa. Yeah, BYU. Wyoming? BYU should win. What if BYU has to go to Hawaii to play Wyoming? <laughs> Look, that'd be weird. absolutely BYU should be winning this tournament. I would like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, specifically, yeah, I'll go, you know, I'll go pretty high, like 75%. Um, not as high as you, but yeah. Uh, looking for that breakout Tyler Algier performance uh, on the basketball court as well. <laughs> okay. You know, you know. Yeah. Um, th- I, I really want BYU to play Hawaii because I want a little revenge in another sport after men's volleyball. I need that. I need to see For BYU. your soul, you need I that. I need to see. It, the, I horcruxed my soul out. I need <laughs> to see BYU beat Hawaii at the Stan Sheriff's. I think you're going to see that. Let's go. Okay. All right. No, okay. no, no. Let's physically go to Hawaii and see it. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Fine. Yeah. You got enough points for both of us? Nope. I'm not Spencer. <laughs> Spencer have enough points for both of That's us. That's all their points. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right. You and I are the guys behind that call the games when they leave. That's true. So that we is don't true. Have the points. That is true. We're, all right. We're here to serve. Also, according to ESPN, I believe they are the worldwide leader in sports. Still. Alex Barcelo could be the most dominant player at the Diamond Head Classic. So what's the chance he's the guy for BYU all season? I think it's safe to say he'll start as the guy. I think he'll probably finish as the guy. But there's a chance that Caleb Lohner emerges as the face and best player on this team. Alex Barcelo is tremendous. Um, All-American player. uh, Shoots the lights out. One of the best three-point shooters in BYU history. But there's a chance that Caleb Lohner's... Okay, Alex Barcelo is tremendous. Caleb Lohner's ceiling is higher than Alex Barcelo's as a basketball player. Um, And I think it's really interesting to see if Caleb makes that jump this year or next year, but I think Caleb Lohner, had, like, he is he is an NBA prospect. Yes. Um, it's early, but that's when you want it to happen. Um, if Caleb Lohner kind of hits his peak, he won't be here four years, I think. All right, so what's the chance? You, what, you got a percentage on this? Oh, I, I'm, oh yeah. I, I missed that part. <laughs> what's the chance he's the guy? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's still high, like 60 Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going to go. I'm yeah. going to go with 60. And Maybe Tijon Lucas look, is incredible. And the and the other guy that you mentioned is is the other guy in consideration for this is Caleb Lohner. Yeah. I mean, you you can make an argument that Caleb Lohner is the most talented player on the team in terms of have the most talent. That Caleb, Caleb Lohner 
had, the sky is the limit for Caleb Allen. We, what we saw in his freshman season is the tip of the iceberg, yeah. and that should make BYU basketball fans so happy because this guy is so talented. Yeah. A.B., first-team all-conference guy. He's an All-American candidate. He's tremendous. Okay, what's the chance Elijah Bryant and the Bucks are NBA champions tomorrow night? Uh, I hope it's very, very high because I, I do not want the Suns and Chris Paul to win. So, I mean, how you really feel, Paul? <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm, look, they're at home. Winning four in a row is going to be difficult, but they're at home. I, I can't go like 80 plus. I'm going to say 75%. Yeah. And, so I'm going to say 75% that they win it, but you cannot. Uh, Phoenix is really, really good, and they have made mistakes that have cost them dearly over the last couple of games. But you, you cannot count them dearly. out. Dearly, that's funny. In a, I did not mean that. Dearly, <laughs> the Deer District. Yep. We need a cool nickname like that. Like the Deer District, like the Cougar. The playoff. Oh, I was thinking when you said we had the Jazz, I was thinking the NBA. But we do that too. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to say 75%. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go 76, just one more than you. Um, okay. Vegas right. has bucks by five, by the way. Okay. All right. Speaking of Caleb Lohner, he made this impressive shot at a carnival over the weekend. Uh, what's the chance that you could make the same shot? This is deep, and that net's high. Uh, I don't have the, uh, the arc that's really here, but uh, that's smooth stroke. I could make it, but chances are I'm not. He also put, give me the dragon. I think that's like a stuffed animal he was going for. Uh, I, for, for me, the chance that, uh, that I could make the same shot, like maybe 25%. Okay. By the way, every carnival I'll, looks I'll, the I'll same. I'll go like 38% chance for me. Like one in three-ish. Yeah. Every carnival does look the same. They, every carnival, I love carnivals. Yes. They're great. Yes. They're great. Do you have any uh, funnel cake? No. Love the funnel cake. Funnel cake's excellent. Delish. Elephant ears, question mark? I have no idea what you're talking about. Coming up, who gets the elite voice of the day? You don't know carnivals then, bro. Rise and shout-outs coming up as well. This is BYU Sports Nation. Someone get this man an elephant ear. Come on. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group. Serving... This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation is always on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps. I do want to mention that during the break, we did discuss what elephant ears are at length. Are you in a position where you might buy one the next time you have the opportunity? Um, possibly. Oh. I don't. I was I don't, hoping I, I had don't, persuaded you. I don't you to tend to eat a ton of sweets. Yeah. Um, you got to maintain a nice figure, you know? but uh, but it did it did look delicious. Yeah, yeah, it did. Okay, it, that's I, the affirmation. I, I have thinking. never heard of elephant ears. Yeah, um, but it did when I when I looked it up. Besides getting past the actual elephant ears that Google yeah. sent me, yeah, 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 I had yeah. to then put in dessert. Then I saw then, what it was. Yeah. Uh, it does look good. Okay. By the way, you can download the podcast. All you need to do is Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, please. Yeah, our question of the day. Thanks for saying it nicely. Uh, what are your expectations for BYU football in the season opener? BYU in Arizona coming up in 47 days. At Grizzfather on Twitter. Win by 14-plus. Put up 400-plus yards of offense. Oh, 400's the minimum. If it's not 400, it's not great. Uh, D, hold them to under 300 yards. Fewer than 14 points, no season-ending injuries. It's very specific. I, I think that is a great summation of what would be a very successful opening game. I will take the first and the last thing he mentioned. 
You won't take the, four, the middle portion? No, I'm just saying, I'm good with win by 14 and no season-ending injuries. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yes. <laughs> Quite frankly, I'll take the last one. <laughs> the means matter, but how much do they matter in the season opener? Because it is the season opener and a new quarterback, whatever. At Laser Sheep on Twitter. I really look forward to an aggressive offense that will keep putting points on the board even without Zach Wilson. Great supporting cast that has got to be hungry. Chad Lewis said it on this program. They're hungry. They're hungry to score points, to put up yards. Would and it be okay I, if they were hangry? Yes. Sure. Okay. Whatever it takes to get the points on the board. I'm, I'm stoked about that because there's so many skill position players coming back. It's just which quarterback is going to distribute said ball. Hopefully he doesn't feel like he has to win the game. It's like you don't. Hand off the Not thousand yard rusher talent around already him. broken out. Tyler Algier behind this offensive line. <laughs> you have lots of receivers and tight ends. Lopini Cato is a tremendous number two, right? What are we gonna see from Jackson McChesney back from injury? Hinkley Ropati, Sioni Finau, those other three. I'm stoked. By the way, you remember the picture of Hinkley Ropati's jacked arms yeah. from spring? Yeah. Saw those in person recently. That dude is jacked. Why are you stalking him? I'm not. We were touring the locker room. And homie had the guns out, and it was a gun show. So, bro is jacked. Wow. Gary, Elite Voice of the Day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. The Sad Cowboy on Twitter. Well, hopefully you're feeling better, man. Uh, 120 to nothing. Wow. Hall, Romney, and Conover each throw for four touchdowns. How did this get through the five hole uh, to make the Elite Tweet? Algiers 10K rushing. What? What in the world is this? Arizona has their D1 status stripped away. Sataki's awarded the national championship and Heisman Trophy first game. Those are beyond the – we don't have blue goggles that size. I don't even even know how to respond. Good guys. Let's just move on to the Rising Shoutout. Today's Rising Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Very cool story here. Uh, Philip Donald tweeted on uh, Saturday, Matthew just turned 18, diagnosed with cancer, going through chemo right now. Huge BYU football fan, asked if I can get some help. Get him to the BYU-Utah game. Anyone have some tickets for him? Dan Carlisle tweeted, I've got two tickets he can have. DM him if he'd like them. That's awesome. Everybody has stepped up. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Great. Good job. We can't wait to have you at the stadium, Matt. It's going to be sweet. Our thanks to today's guest, Dana Cooper. And the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Sorry to Dennis, no time. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Sam Adams. Not that one. See you tomorrow for more BYUSN. Go Cooks.